So your family company hired you as a secretary? Uh, well, actually, I started at the ground, yeah. I started making probably, in that office, it was the Close receptionist. To $11, $12 an hour to really just kind of, you know, get my foot in the door kind of thing. When I did make the change, I, if I had the choice to go back and do it differently, I wouldn't. Welcome to Drop the Disc. This week's guests, Robert and Isaac Kelly, are co-vice presidents of Augusta and Aiken Staffing. You never get the same challenge a day, and I learn something new every day, and uh, staffing is tough. I mean, it's when I hire people in the office, I tell them this is the hardest job you'll ever do, because you sell the only product that can make its own decisions. One of the reasons that they got our attention is that they chose a really unique way to specialize this staffing company. You need to specialize, right? Well, the specialization is that we're hyper-local. I only really focus on Aiken and Augusta. And aside from that, they have a pretty neat saying about the types of people that they place. We place anywhere from janitor to CEO. We really appreciate you guys tuning into this episode. Robert and Isaac are really great people who are involved in this community. They're from the city of Augusta. And by the way, I didn't mention this before, but they're actually identical twins. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. If you like this episode, please make sure you rate and review the show. That helps us grow. Um, we think that this is going to be a great episode. And if nothing else, you'll get a lot of wisdom from these guys. And you might just learn something that helps you in your next job search. A lot of job seekers today and, and forever, like, you know, especially today because it's so easy online, right? What they do is they have a spray and pray method where they spray that resume everywhere and they pray somebody calls them back. This episode, like all episodes, is presented by Powell and Associates, uh, specifically Nancy Powell, the real estate broker at Powell and Associates. Uh, when you guys are making real estate decisions, uh, the world is crazy, values are all over the place, and that's not just an Augusta thing, uh, that's, a, that's all over the country. And so really, when I'm working on real estate with anybody, I wanna be talking to people that understand the trends nationally, and what's going on locally. Nancy Powell, Powell & Associates is a great person uh, to talk to for any kind of real estate advice, whether you're buying, selling, maybe you wanna look into investing, highly recommend Powell & Associates, Nancy Powell, give her a call, check her out at the Downtown Augusta Broker on Instagram. Nancy Powell, Powell & Associates, the presenting sponsor of the Drop the Disc podcast. And thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, before we start the show, I do want to promote real quick that we will be putting on our first ever Augusta Rocks uh, live production this coming Friday at Savannah River Brewery. Uh, tickets are sold out, but you can watch and you can donate because we're raising money for the Salvation Army Center of Hope. Uh, go to AugustaRocks.com for more information. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And we are Drop the Disc Podcast. This is our what 97th episode really excited to this be here. is really cool really cool three away from 100 I can do <laughs> math uh but today we are here with two guests and they are robert kelly and isaac kelly are y'all brothers yes identical <laughs> twins twin brothers <laughs> so the same age same yes. exact age i'm four <laughs> minutes older okay always. there it is that's somebody so, is somebody exactly has to be. so so i always tell isaac I, I say you know when i was your age and i tell him what i did five minutes ago <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I was drinking coffee. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you guys doing in Augusta right now? 
So uh, I'm I'm uh I'm we are both vice presidents of Augusta Staffing and Job Shop and Aiken Staffing. So that's a locally owned uh, staffing firm here in Augusta. Started in 1979. That's crazy. Yeah. So we're celebrating 42 two years this year. That's crazy. Three three two years something like that. <laughs> anyway, it's a long time. But I have been uh, I have been with the company since 2000. Okay. Um, and uh, I'll let Isaac introduce it as far as how long. He, he got it there shortly after I did. Yeah, I had a detour. Um, <laughs> uh, started in 2006. Okay. Uh, so 15 years with me and 21 years with Robert. And yeah, uh, yeah we've been doing it for a while. Yeah. And uh, we're both born and raised here, uh, you know, in Augusta. And so was our dad and, mm-hmm. and his dad. So that actually answers the first question I usually ask, which is, are you guys from Augusta? Yes. Yes. But talk to us about your time coming up in Augusta and talk to us about is staffing what you wanted to do when you grow up or is mm-hmm. it something that kind of you evolved into? Well, okay. So honestly, yes. Um, so coming you guys up can't in see Augusta, this, but there's a designated responder for each question and oh, they're queuing each other in front of us right now, which I, I love. Um, and we don't even have to talk. Um <laughs> Okay, so so Sorry, growing, up, growing up in Augusta, you know, we we grew up in North Augusta, right across the river, mm-hmm. um, and that's where we went to school and all that kind of stuff. So when we graduated, um, I actually went to college to be a music education major. Okay. So Chris, you know a little thing about that. Shout out to um, teachers. Yeah, love you guys. Um, and so I started my family pretty young. I was a week old, nineteen, getting married. Uh, later that same year, I had my first child. Bold. I know, mm-hmm. right? So, but I married a high school sweetheart that didn't go to high school with me. What high school? Well, she went to Greenbrier. I went to North Augusta. Those Greenbrier girls, man. Yeah. There's something about them. They're worth <laughs> crossing the river. So, <laughs> but she's actually, uh, she's actually from Chicago. Her name is really? Amy. Yeah. So she moved down here in middle school to find me and marry me. And, um, and so we, when we started a family, we were 19, we were young. Um, I was working as well as going to school and you know for music education you can, you cannot go during the night you have to go during the day so i spend all day at school and I'd, I'd spend all night working you know i'd work from six to ten at savannah riverside as some kind of uh you know contractor position and so i realized i was being a part-time dad and a full-time student and i made changes and it took me out of music education switched to business um i didn't actually graduate from au but um i got more dive, dived into this business augusta staffing and, and job shop um, and kind of just gave it all, you know, my personal MBA. <laughs> so are we it's correct to understand you didn't finish a degree? No, no. What did, so did, were you just like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'll just be the vice president of this company. Well, no, instead. no, <laughs> no, it was just a necessity. It was a me, it was really a, a move of necessity. You know, I, uh, I didn't need the degree to get started where I wanted to get started mm-hmm. at that time. You know, I was 20, uh, 20, 21. And, and that's when I started full-time with, with Augusta Staffing. So, um, and then it just kind of blossomed from there. You know, I am a big proponent of on-the-job training. You know, I, don't, I, I meet people every day that go to school for something, and they have no idea what they want to do with it. Mm-hmm. So and you, unless you have an end game in mind, which I did not at that time, <laughs> um, you, you should take some time to think about it. So, and I was like, I don't want to do this MBA thing if I don't know where I'm going to go with it. or if it, Am I going to get the return on it? And uh, there's this good book that I love. It's called The Personal MBA. And the average return on investment for an MBA is negative $50,000. That's right. Love that. Yeah. Wow. So, and love then, that for them. I know, right? <laughs> so as you, as you are, as I am in this position, and, and, and as we talk to people all, the, all day long, you know, I still interview, even though we're VPs of the company, 
I, um, I still interview people on the daily uh, from all different types of walks of life. And um, I have learned that you do not hire all the time based on aptitude. No. You know, it's majority attitude. You hire for attitude because mm-hmm. you can teach anybody. So before yeah. we go too much into that. But anyway, but that's why I didn't finish the schooling. So <laughs> <laughs> before we go too much into that, let's take your perspective, Isaac. Sure. Y'all were in a similar household, I assume. Yes. Being yes. twins. The, the same one. <laughs> yes. Um, what what was your path like? It, were were you guys were you guys just both like, hey, you know, we're going to do the same thing when we grow up, and we're going to no. confuse as many people we as possible. We could not be more opposite. Um, <laughs> so, uh, where Robert, uh, we graduated from high school. Two days after I graduated high school, I jo- uh, went off to boot camp, and then when really? I came back that summer, Robert had picked up that job in the evening times when he was going to school for uh, music. I started working for the Radisson Riverfront downtown, which is now the Marriott. Okay. And um, I was a National Guard, by the way. I was part-time Army. Gotcha. So uh, after boot camp, got out of that, went into uh, hospitality with Marriott, or what they were, Radisson back then. And uh, I was going to school, too. I, too, had some college, but I did not finish. Um, I actually went for, I think I changed my major like three times from like... uh, uh, I can't even remember what it was. It just business in the beginning. <laughs> and then I went into marketing and then it was international hospitality because I was working at the hotel and I, I thought I needed that. I know that was that. a major here. Right? <laughs> so um, that's an unwritten rule, by the way. You have to change your major at least three times. It, it I is. Did it. I did. Yes. It. I respect See, that. I did. I tell people, it's okay. You can change. <laughs> and so I realized that I was working full time. I was partying full time in Augusta back in the day because I was not Shut married up. and I did not, you know, have kids right off the bat. Um, but... Uh, I was able to say, you know what, maybe school isn't right for me right now. So mm-hmm. I kind of started working on getting some more experience with uh, other working you know, careers and industries and trying to figure out what I wanted to do because I didn't actually know back then. Um, so what did you do? Well, you I, I kind of fumbled around a few jobs. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I did work for the Marriott for a while and that was um, a lot of fun. It, the, you know, I went from the a, uh, a bell captain, like a bellman, right. um, started there. Best financially sound job I think I ever had in my twenties. Uh, if you know how to make tips as a bellman, you are game. You can. How do you make tips as I, a bellman? That's a whole nother episode. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But I Stay can tuned. give you the step by step. We can do that. That's one hundred and four. Um, <laughs> so, but I mean, once you find that that game, you don't know. Anyway, so I, I moved up through. Um, worked the front desk for a little while. Went to night audit for a little while. Went up to banquets. And I worked banquets for like two masters. Um, and after that second masters, I'd left to go find another job based on salary. And I was still being paid hourly. And I made that mistake. And then uh, finally, I interviewed, even though it's a family owned business, I interviewed with our Aiken vice president. And at Augusta Staffing. At Aiken Staffing and Augusta Staffing. So the Aiken Staffing vice president at the were time. Were they the same at the time? Uh, it's all under one umbrella. So Even at the time they were? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They gotcha. were still separate uh, at the time. And this was about 2006. Okay. And uh, that's when I interviewed with our Aiken vice president. And she hired me on. <laughs> I was right working the front desk answering the phones. <laughs> and now you sent the whole bunch of stuff out. You worked at Hounds Lake. You I did. At Electrolux. I did. I was, at, I mean, it was a lot of places. Did you, did yeah, you do I, like a call center? I did. I worked at Electrolux for a while. That's where a lot of, I mean, I did the corporate thing and we had the North American headquarters right here in Augusta, Georgia on Bobby right. Jones um, before they moved it over to Charlotte and consolidated. But uh, 
hate yeah. that for them. Yeah, I mean, we really, I mean, the people that worked back in Electrolux, and if y'all are listening, that, I mean, that crew, <laughs> we know how strong and how tight it was and how awesome it was to have the headquarters here and the, the experience we all had, and, I mean, it was awesome. Um, but, yeah, so that yeah, I did leave out a few things in there. But <laughs> <laughs> So, Isaac, you have kind of a myriad of experiences where you kind of led up to this position. Robert, you were in school mm. – and you kind of realized that you were wasting your time. You applied for a job willy-nilly, and you ended up getting hired as the vice president, which I know isn't true. I'm just <laughs> I'm lying true. about that. But okay, uh, so you guys so had different fast paths. Fast forward 18 years. I also <laughs> left some things out. Um, I did a contractor job okay. with Savannah Riverside, and that's when I got. You know, we were always good with computers, Isaac and I. It just came naturally. You know, but this was the day of dial-up, so you know, AOL. you could work a floppy disk. You can and, only be so good. Yeah, right. So, but you know. So we, we did that. Um, we, we were always, you know, that always came naturally to us coming up. So I actually switched from music and I was going towards my IT certifications. So I'm actually certified in IT, such as your MCSC, which is Microsoft Systems Engineer. Uh, Just learned that. A plus, right? um, Security Plus, Network Plus. Um, and the reason I got those is because I was working as a contractor at Savannah River site. And because I had a .gov email address, mm -hmm. they gave me like this killer discount on the training. I was like, <laughs> I'd be stupid Love not that. to take care of this. And, right. and so that, and I knew that was kind of what I wanted to do. And I, and I actually started my own business a little bit. It was called Kelly Computer Services. Mm -hmm. um, it lasted maybe two years before I got. Uh, when was that? When did you oh, do that? Oh, gosh. Um, it was like the 03 Oh four time frame. I had like so a few right after everyone went out of business from the turn of the century in the dot com <laughs> bubble. You yeah. were like, "I'm taking sure, this I'm spot. taking this." Yeah, because <laughs> people still don't know how to use the computer, and that <laughs> to that's, day, what, that's right. what keeps you know and you know <laughs> other computer masters and premier networks and all those guys in business. And uh, we and had EDTS. premier networks on. They talked to us oh, about being or they Chad talked to us about being in IT at that time. Yeah. That must have been kind of difficult for you. Uh, well, no, I don't think so. Cause really? you, cause you could walk into a room of people who were not good at the computer <laughs> uh, or networking or software or imaging, you know, like some of the d dental offices I worked with right. and you, you would be the genius just because you had like <laughs> a, just like two or three steps above them. Yeah. So, but anyway, so yeah, I did, the, I did do that. And, um, so that until I taught someone at the, at the Savannah River site, it, I taught someone at resting house. I mean, excuse me, Westinghouse, <laughs> um, you were right the first how time. to do my job. So I actually trained someone to do how to do my job, and then the contract ended. And then that's when I went full-time. So you're like, this with may Augusta. not work long-term. Yeah, no, I knew, yeah, the writing was more than on the wall. It was on the paper. <laughs> when we come back, we get into the details, the nitty-gritty of Augusta staffing, and stay tuned, of course, for the drop-the-disc question at the end. And we'll be talking about some leadership and career tips. Uh before we do that, though, let's talk about an amazing partner of ours that you guys know about, Savannah River Brewery. This week, Savannah River Brewery is celebrating their anniversary. They're having a week-long party. They're going to spread their events out to keep them safe and socially distanced. Uh, they're going to be doing different events every day. They're going to have food trucks. They're going to have events going on. Check out their Facebook to stay in touch with them uh, about the stuff that they'll be doing. That's Savannah River Brew. And check out their website at savannahriverbrew.com. So I have to ask, what is Augusta Staffing? All right, so Augusta Staffing is a full-service staffing agency. So we do temporary temp to hire, right? The majority of what we do, over 75%, is probably going to be temp to hire. 
Um, what which, does which that means, mean? Which means it's a permanent opportunity. So when a company calls us in Augusta and they say, I need someone to fulfill this role and my intention is to take them permanent. I want them to be a part of my team full time, but I want to try them out on your payroll first. That's what Temp to Hire role, Temp to Hire is. So you said your payroll. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know what you're talking about because one of my friends works in staffing. But if I if if that wasn't the case, I'd have no idea what you meant. Your payroll. You guys hire people for other right. people. How does t take us through that? Whoever, so, whoever. So basically, what happens is you know it's a partnership, and basically, and the way Robert keys it is perfect. You know, we give the client all the flexibility, and we take all the liability. Great and business, so, Mark. right? Exactly. So. Um, Basically, what we do is we offer our clients an opportunity to test our employees out, basically, before they are hired onto their payroll. So that means that we are the employer of record. We are the payroll and processing of that payroll. We pay the taxes on that employee. We take care of all of that. We cover all the insurances for that employee. The only thing we do not do is give direction and supervision, and that's up to our client companies. So you guys are basically like an external <clears throat> HR department. Exactly. Nail on the head. But yeah, you're so not a temp agency. Well, that's a, that's a, I don't like that word. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, I'm just making you, sure. Yeah. When you hear temp agency, it's like those, you think of like day labor and you right. think of like jobs that'll, jobs that'll never go anywhere. Not right. that anything's wrong with the day labor. Right. Well, <laughs> that's just not what we do. You know, we okay. offer permanent opportunities and you know, if I, if I do have something short term, my goal with you is to get you somewhere long term mm -hmm. because, um, because I mean that's what everybody wants, right? You right. want stability. You want you want to take that that fear out of not knowing what's next, and that's what I want for for my employees and the people that work through us. So I don't like that word. I, um, I appreciate <laughs> you answering that way because you yeah. know how many people are listening at home thinking sounds like a temp agency. That's well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, see, I don't. You know that when it first started, you know, it was back in the back in when we started, and, and it was Job Shop Incorporated. Mm -hmm. That was the first company really? in 1979. So uh, Bonnie McCormick started it. Uh, Cindy Kelly joined in afterwards. And then, um, and but they were the two owners and, and still are. So this is kind of like a family business. Kind of, guys. yeah. Kind of, yeah. A lot of people refer to it that way. Just because they see me and Isaac together. And they're like, oh, that's a family business. Pretty easy to right. say, But right? then they say, oh, aren't you with Kelly Services? And I'm like, no. If I, <laughs> if I was the Kelly of Kelly Services, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Because <laughs> that's a global firm. So but anyway. Um, Great quote. Thank you. But uh, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, so it is a family business in some in some sense. But um, but I think um, Robert made a point there that you know you do have temp agencies, you do have this nomenclature that's kind of old and kind of archaic. And yeah. I think the, of like an '80s movie. Yeah, exactly. Or and, or The Office, right? Right. Where, right. What's her name? Pam. No, no, no. Not she, Pam. The, Pam was full time. The girl that replaces <laughs> Pam. The she girl was. that replaces Pam. Aaron. Aaron. Oh, yeah. Where Aaron comes in and yeah. she's like working for a couple of days in the ten. Then they love her, so they bring her on. I mean, that's basically what you guys do, but with worse nutshell. marketing than you know, and and I think maybe worse communication about what it actually is. <laughs> yeah. But it's the office, so you got to give them that. Right. Um. When you guys join the company, this is a family company. Your name is affiliated with the founding of it, but mm -hmm. we're not going to assume that you guys started off on the top. How was that process for you guys? Did you have to work your way up? Let's start with you, Isaac, yeah. just to make this easier, and then we'll go to Robert. Okay. So I interviewed for the position outside of the family, quote unquote. Um, but then when I was, the I started in Aiken, right? Yeah, I should add that Italian accent to that. Um, no, when we actually, when we started. You came to me on this day. Yeah. <laughs> Looking so we, for a job on the day of my daughter's wedding. That's right. Um, 
It was the birth of Robert's daughter. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, <laughs> I love y'all. So it was probably Riley. It was 04, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 06. We'll just say it was the yeah. birth of Riley. <laughs> so we get through it. Okay, so I start answering the phones. I start doing the general stuff. Right. I started working a front desk like... If you called in, I was the one that answered. I got it to the recruiters. So your family company hired you as a secretary. Uh, Well, actually, I started at the ground. Yeah, I started making probably in that office. It was the receptionist. Yeah, I also eleven twelve dollars an hour to really just kind of you know get my foot in the door kind of thing. Why'd you do it? You were making more money before, right? Well, actually, yeah. Um, However, when I did make the change, right. I, if I had the choice to go back and do it differently, I wouldn't because I can now say, because I'm training people that are actually working in the office right now and I'm working hand in hand. I can say, you know what, when I work this front desk, this is the challenges that I had. These are the challenges. These are the, you know, how you can uh, route around certain things. And, you know, I would not trade any of that experience for the life of me. Same thing with the Marriott. I started at the front welcoming people in I, then I got to the front desk and everything else. I kind of like that process that works for me. So I'm, I wouldn't trade it in. I wouldn't do it again differently if I had the chance. Okay. But you, so you started mm-hmm. as that receptionist. Yes. Entry level role. Talk, take us through that. When did you start? <laughs> gotcha. What changed? Take us through that process. Okay. Um, so I started as the front desk, answering phones, that kind of thing. And then you step up to, uh, you know, taking on more responsibilities such as maybe pre-screening applicants, getting references, that kind of thing. Uh, eventually, I worked my way up to a full desk recruiter, which is a position that, you know, in the industry, we call it full desk because you do everything. You talk to the clients, you take job orders, you pre-screen, you qualify, you submit them to the, you know, clients for... Uh, and this was just you know. in Aiken at the time. Yes. Okay. I did six years in Aiken, and then um, I moved over to our Augusta office, which is what we call corporate. Um, there's two, <laughs> but corporate office is Augusta. <laughs> That's right. Robert had lived in Augusta the entire time. Um uh, or basically worked in Augusta from the beginning, but okay. I was I was a hybrid. I worked in Aiken and then I moved over, and then uh, and that was about 2011, and then I've been in, in the Augusta office since 2011. And ten years, yeah. Just to let you know, ten wow. years. Congratulations, yeah. that's wow. a long time. That is ten years, isn't it? <laughs> um, so <laughs> so we get we get fast forward and um, you know full desk recruiter in Augusta for a mm-hmm. while, taking on more responsibilities such as safety and. Um, different things i got certified in employment law which robert is too as well that sounds and, uh, incredibly boring I'm it, sorry yeah that. yeah it can be boring um what's not boring is the everyday challenges that you have to apply it to so mm, right <laughs> robert said mm, like he's in church um <laughs> with stank face with, yeah uh because it's true but and hr people out there that are listening i know you can relate so anyway but that's how we got there and then the vp role didn't come until what two years ago yeah three two, so, three years ago um it was about two years ago, yeah. And so we've got, um, and really we were already fulfilling that role of, mm-hmm. we had already kind of stepped above and said, you know, somebody has to do this for job shop and direct that, and somebody has to do this for Aiken Staffing and direct that, and we kind of, we kind of started already taking that role, and then, so basically the title came late, and um, now it's, you know, we're still doing the same thing. We're uh, we're responsible for all three of the companies, uh, the divisions within those companies, and um, we're, I'm having fun with it. I mean, it's... <laughs> You never get the same challenge a day, and I learn something new every day. And uh, staffing is tough. I mean, it's. I bet. When yeah. I hire people into the office, I tell them this is the hardest job you'll ever do because you sell the only product that can make its own decisions. Yourself. 
No, there are people that were actually. Oh, yeah, that's awful. Every, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> actually terrifying, right? Right, right. So you have to master this game. <laughs> You're, so, okay, what year did you start? 2006. And, July 3rd. and you guys got promoted to that VP position. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. So your next yeah. day was a vacation. Literally then. a day off. Yeah. <laughs> so and then you guys got promoted to that VP position formally, right? In 2019. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Robert, what year did you start? Uh, 2000. I started in sales. So you got a heads up. That's 21 years, by the way. Oh, my mm. goodness. <laughs> yeah, I started. That's the easy I math started, right I, there. I didn't. Uh, I, I was hoping I also, for that easy math. <laughs> oh, the easy math. Yeah. Um, I uh, I started as sales, first of all. So um, we were, I was very What young. does sales mean if sales you're in a means recruiting company? I'm in the car knocking on every door on every street in Whose Augusta. Whose doors? All doors, like people, business? like me. not residential places. That we weren't the the vacuum so salesman. Yes, any business. So I would literally take like Washington Road, Gordon Highway, Peach Orchard. You know, all those. So you're going to SRP. Like y'all got someone to answer the phone. All right, right cool. Here, let me know if you don't. Right. Go to the right. next place. Yeah, yeah, right. kind of like that. It wasn't as cool as that, David. But, um, but yeah, literally, we would go in there. I would, I would walk into all the businesses, talk to the person who makes the hiring decision, because, mm-hmm. like you said, we are that HR department for the small to medium sized company, mm-hmm. uh, and that's really our niche. Mm-hmm. Um, is is that size company, and then. Uh, I would just start a conversation with them. What do you, I mean, what are you looking to fill right now? You got anybody that's going to be retiring soon, going to be on vacation soon? I would try to go for the temp stuff because most people are willing to try that mm-hmm. first, right? Um, but then I would, you know, we would earn their business and start placing people at their core staff. So, but yeah, I started sales. I have also covered the front desk. Um, I did that for about six months where I, I answered the phones. And then, um, and then, of course, you start slowly but surely. Um, but Isaac and I, you know, we got... You know, there was a time when we were when you would start in this company, Augusta Staffing and Job Shop. Um, it was we would always do the sink or swim method. You know, they would throw something at you with limited training, and you you either sink or swim. And if you swam, you got to live another day, and you can try something new tomorrow. Very true. Uh, like literally, my first phone call for a new job order, which which means a company is calling me to fill a position for them. So a sale. A sale. Yeah, you gotcha. could think of it as that. A gotcha. sale to uh, one of my lead. customers. <laughs> Yeah. A warm lead. A, warm, a hot lead. A hot lead. <laughs> hot, it's, a, it's a hot one. They're on the phone. So I'm literally, I'm, I'm looking for someone more senior than me to get this, to take this, this job order. Cause I have never done this before. And then the, you know, it's the sink or swim method, right? Take, take the details, get what you can, you know? And, and I learned there that, you know, there's nothing really I can mess up too bad to where I can't call somebody back. And right. But right. yeah, but yeah, but then that, that's, you know, then I got into the full desk eventually. So. So you kind of, this is interesting, uh, Robert, you worked yourself up from the sales side <laughs> and then Isaac, you kind of worked yourself up from the provider side, from the mm-hmm. training side. So really you guys are like, you guys are like yin and yang to each other right now. Has it always been that Are you that calling way? us the yin yang twins? I will. <laughs> that would I not be an insult like by the way if I, was, yeah. if I was, I have seen them in concert before. I Robert, I've already checked. The trademark's taken. Uh, <laughs> dang it. So... <laughs> Uh, actually, it's kind of funny because Robert's had That's different totally. experiences. He's kind of grew up on the clerical professional side of the staffing mm-hmm. side. Yeah. And when we say staffing, that's the temp, temp to hire. Gotcha. And, um, and I grew up on the industrial side of the house. So uh, he's handled certain things for the business where I've handled certain things. And actually, what's really surprising to me as just as a personal observation is that we are twin brothers. We grew up together. We, you know, we have a good, strong relationship um, but when we work on something together, like it's, we're on opposite sides of the house in Augusta, you know, like I'm over on one side of the office, he's over on the other side, but when we work, get, get together and we work together, it's like four of us working together on one thing. It is mm-hmm. amazing how well we sync together and how well we move together. But 
I guess that's a product of the different, you know, training and the different offices and everything else. And a benefit of being a twin. There it is. <laughs> that's 50% of it. I'm kind of jealous right now. I don't have a twin. <laughs> twin powers. That's right. I'm just kidding. I love being the oldest brother. <laughs> Anyways, I've got a question. So let me ask this two ways. If I was a person that wants to get a job, mm. how would I do that through y'all? And then if a company needed y'all to hire a temp to, to hire, what, how would they go, go through that process? I mean, you said that they're on your payroll mm-hmm. until they're hired, That's which is scary. crazy to me. If you're, you're investing in someone hoping that it works out. So if you could take us through the actual process, because this is a really yeah. cool concept. So let's start with day one. The employer calls Robert and says, I have an opening. And then we'll move to Isaac, where he fills the opening with a person. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds right. You want me to be the customer? I could. I could role play. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've never done role playing on the show. I'll <clears throat> leave this one up to you guys. Okay. <laughs> well, you answered Chris's question. It is a phone call. Um, that is my best way to 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 start anything, especially looking for work. Um, and I don't know if you're getting to a section where I give tips or whatever, but um, <laughs> old school works the best when you're looking for work. Like if you get in front of somebody. Let them see you get their get your vibe, feel your attitude, your your uh, you know your eagerness to work and all that kind of stuff. And also over the phone, people can pick up on that. I do not get any of that when you just send a resume via email or click apply online. So I would suggest a call, either one of those situations. And David, you kind of answered that, but you're um, talking about from I the, didn't mean to. Yeah, the applicant cool. standpoint, right? Both. Oh, well, Both. yeah, true. It's okay. just a phone call. I have this ad that's been running in the Metro, um, Augusta Metro Chamber ad, and it's got, it's got a phone from like 1979. That's right. And I said, the same way you called us then still works today, and it's the best option. And it's just <laughs> a phone number. And just call me. Let's and start James the conversation. James Allen answers the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and just, and just uh, start the conversation. Tell us what the need is. Tell us what you're looking for. And then we start playing matchmaker. So basically, Robert, you get a phone call from yeah. a company. Okay. And we'll kind of, I want to talk after this about what kinds of companies you guys work with sure. without giving away trade secrets. Um, the secret sauce. And then you say, hey, you know, so company X needs this person. And mm. then Isaac, what's your process for finding that person and not being totally terrified <laughs> when you're paying their salary to go work for someone else? <laughs> okay, so there's a... Uh, there is a finesse in the process. Um, <laughs> obviously, you want to make sure that if you are recruiting for a certain position or if once we recruit for a certain position, we really take a detailed job order. So that phone call that Robert's talking about when that client company calls He's in. He's underselling. He, he is. He, uh, that is a good 15 to 20 minute phone call at least. We're getting the details. We're getting the likes, the dislikes. What are we doing? Are we replacing the position? Or is this a new position? That kind of thing. Um, so once we understand hundred percent and nine times out of 10, there's a client visit afterwards. Cause we're going to go see the work site. We're going to go see what the person would be doing that way. When we come back, cause we've got two sales arms, one mm-hmm. for the client side and one for the uh, candidate side. Right? So we've got to sell the idea of working at that company now, but now that we've done all that research, we've got all the details, we've done the work site, you know, visit and everything else. We can turn around to this candidate and say, all right. I've been there. I've met the person that you're walking, you're, you're talking with. Your personality is going to click. Everything else like that. You've got the skill sets that they are requiring, and more. I think you'd be a great candidate. This is what the job would look like. This is a day in the life. Uh, is this something that you're okay with us submitting you for? And then we do the legwork for you. We we leverage our uh, name <laughs> of Augusta Staffing in our in our area and the clientele that we have, 
And if it's not with that client company as an, as a applicant, if you are a better fit for a company that we know of or that we worked with in the past or like working with now. Like another staffing company? No, another uh, client of ours. Oh, another placement. Gotcha. And if, even if there's not a position open, I'm going to take that person and say, hey, my friend contact, my client, <laughs> what do you think about this person? I think they're a perfect fit because of this A, B, C, D, E. And so sometimes it's not just filling the job. Sometimes it's actually doing the service of- Anticipating needs. Correct. Yeah. Oh, I this love This is that. interesting, David. This is cool. <laughs> but to, to that process is very short. We take care of everything. Everything, you know, once we get the phone call um, from the client, we turn around. We have a pool of people that have already applied, but we also recruit for it too as well. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Now, as a company owner, you're probably thinking, well, that's what I do when I fill a job myself. You know, I start interviewing people, see if they're a fit, kind of mm -hmm. get their likes and dislikes in an interview. Well, why would you call a staffing agency uh, because we constantly hire candidates into our candidate pool. Uh, these are candidates that are passive job seekers, so they're currently working somewhere else, but they're waiting to make a move. Um, you know, active job seekers, which are not employed anywhere currently, and they're looking to make a move. And we are constantly building that candidate pool because that's our product, right? You know, that's that's what we right. sell. So. Um, uh, basically, why would you call us? It's because we've already done all that work for you. You don't have to go through and shuffle through the hundreds of resumes that don't qualify, right? It's saving your time. So average cost, and I haven't done this in years, Isaac, and I don't know if you have a more recent, <laughs> but average cost to hire somebody from the time you start looking and posting a job. Oh, it's crazy, isn't it's it? It's like over $3,000 for yeah. one position. But that mm. was, I did that number in life. That's before training. God, that was like 10 years <clears throat> ago I did that number. Yeah. I, need, I probably need to update it. Is that just, before or after ZipRecruiter? <laughs> <laughs> that was before anything like that. After, after ZipRecruiter, it's like $5,000. Exactly. I think Yahoo, <laughs> Monster Jobs from Yahoo was still in the game at this point wow. when I made that number. <laughs> So, so, um, yeah, it's, it's literally a lot of money. You got to consider your time, right? Mm -hmm. Time, your time is the most valuable part of any of it. Right. Uh, as a business owner, as a manager, as a hiring, as a hiring manager. Um, and that's the part we take out. We take out all the waiting for the resumes, the waiting for the, the, the interviews to go through and pick your top three or four where you can just skip the line and go straight to the top three or four candidates. And when he, when he says waiting, he's talking W A D I N G. As in, you post <laughs> yeah. one job, you're going to have 88% actually not qualify for the job. Yeah. And then yeah. you're going to have the other percentage that does, and good luck finding those. And then, you know, there, there, there's a reason why we've been in business for 42 years. There's a reason why our industry exists. Mm -hmm. uh, we do take a lot of weight off of HR, business owners, <clears throat> and, I mean, it's that, a that, lot of job seekers today. And, and forever, like, sure. you know, especially today because it's so easy online, right? What they do is they have a spray and pray method where they mm -hmm. spray that resume everywhere and they pray somebody calls them back. It doesn't matter. can relate to that. They oh, do, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you're a job seeker right now, you kind of understand that because that's the way it feels sometimes. You're applying here online. You're applying here online. Uh, Indeed wants to know, can I just go ahead and submit you for these kind of jobs? Yeah. yeah so, sure, like 10, 15 jobs, 20 jobs, <clears throat> and, and someone calls you. And you're like, you're not, like, not even sure how they got your resume or whatever because right. you've just been sending out that much. That's the, the, the crowds that you're, you're waiting through as, as a, you know, when you want to make a hire. Um, so literally hundreds. But they don't necessarily qualify for your job. They're just trying to get a call back. Stick around. We'll be back to finish dropping the disc with Robert and Isaac Kelly as well as talking about some leadership advice that they may have as leaders in the community. And while I'm talking about leaders in the community, it's a great opportunity for me to mention our partners, The Clubhouse. Uh, the Clubhouse is at the third floor of the Cyber Center. It's a co-working and innovation space. Um, it's the kind of thing that we've been talking about 
Augusta needing more of, and they've been providing it for over seven years in our city. Um, whether you're looking to get involved and network in the city, whether you're looking to start a business, whether you're looking for a better option for a home office, uh, whether you want to do events and get paired up with networking, the Clubhouse has all of this stuff and more. They have great startup programs, education for technology, tons of resources for small businesses and startup companies specifically. Check them out at theclubhouse.se. Type in the Clubhouse, put the period before the SE, and at makestartups.com. Let's talk about what kind of jobs you guys place because it's easy for me to sit here and think about the kinds of jobs that in my mind, I'm thinking Aaron from the office. I'm thinking you're placing yeah. secretaries. Yeah. I'm thinking easy. maybe you're placing some uh, some people at, uh, you know, like an SRS type place that yeah. are doing some hard labor that turns over quickly, right, right. maybe some mid-level management. But this doesn't give me a good idea <laughs> of anything. Well, so talk to me about the real life of who you guys are hiring, where you're putting them. Take it away. We have a saying that we okay. use at the job fairs and stuff, and I love it because it's true. We place anywhere from janitor to CEO because we literally have placed. I've seen that on your LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. So, so anything from good. janitor to CEO, I've got you covered, right? <laughs> Except for doctors and lawyers. They kind of make their own rules. Yeah, do your own thing. So, um, but yeah, literally anything that's in between that. And the good thing is, is because internally we separate by skill set. So like Isaac mentioned a minute ago, he, he really grew up on the industrial side of the house. Mm -hmm. So like your skilled labor, your warehouse production, CDL, forklift, housekeeping, uh, plant Quality workers, that mechanics. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. So I grew up on the clerical administrative professional side. So I'm working anything from accounting, medical, um, the errand in the office to answer the phones and uh, do some data entry things, right? Um, and then also, account uh, did I, okay, so accounting, <laughs> IT, medical, I've got pro I've placed programmers before. And then you've paralegals. got paralegals, yeah, legal, legal secretaries. Call centers. All kinds of stuff like that. Everything in between an office, white collar type positions, right? Then you've got uh, our job shop division who places uh, higher caliber candidates, right? That's what we call direct hire. And we haven't said that so far in the program. So what we did, what a direct hire is, is where job shop makes the connection for the company and, job and the shop candidates. Is you guys. Yes, that's right. an extension yeah. of you guys. Yeah, yeah. we, we okay. have multiple personality disorder. <laughs> um, so... So Job Shop does direct hire permanent placement, which is where if you think of like an old school headhunter or right. a recruiter, they they find the position for you. Company pays a fee. You start working at the company. Right. So th in that role, people that don't want to be called a temp, Chris, um, <laughs> right. or, or yeah. be on a temporary payroll, <laughs> such as your cost accountants, your controllers, your CFOs, your IT managers, mm -hmm. you know, um, maintenance mechanics. Yeah, they don't want to be tempted. Right. So those those types of positions are going to be on a direct hire basis. And it's like CEOs. We've placed CEOs before. Um, that's why I can, can say. Can you talk about it? Can you talk the about CEOs? any CEOs you placed? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one that stands out to me. Um, there was a manufacturing company uh, that was based out of Australia. They were opening up. Uh, hold on, uh, hold on. Pause, pause, real <laughs> quick. Is that an international? Did I just hear that you guys are international? <laughs> well, let me finish because okay, you know, okay, okay, I'm going to bring ahead. it back to Augusta. Okay, go ahead. So, so Australia, it's an Australian-based <laughs> company. They were in the pool uh, pump manufacturing industry, right? So they're in Australia. So they opened a place and they actually bought a prop bought a property here in Augusta, um, and they were going to manufacture the pumps here, and they were starting from scratch on their staff, right? You know, like, what do you, how do you start? You start with management and you work your way down. Right. And then, so we were tasked with finding them a CEO to run the manufacturing plant here in Augusta, in Augusta, which was the North American corporate headquarters, uh, for that company. And, um, 
And that's that's the CEO that we filled. That's the one that's that stands crazy. out to me. It's not the only one, but it, because I had involvement in that one. Recently, we even placed a plant manager, and we also uh, like we placed a plant manager in Augusta. We've gotten um, uh, actually three uh, C-suite level positions in Aiken. I mean, it's you know, Job Shop has the has the direct hire game unlocked. Okay, <laughs> so so I see the. Uh, I'll call it vertical. Sure. The vertical, uh, you know, dynamics of yeah. what you guys do, the janitor to CEO and anything in between. Yeah. But immediately someone says, that's too much. You're doing way too much. You need to specialize, right? Well, the specialization is that we're hyper-local. I only so that really was my focus next on Aiken and Augusta. So you guys are an Augusta company. Yes. Your span of business is Aiken, Greater Augusta, CSRA. Period. Yeah. Period. Fifty mile radius from where you're sitting right now. Yeah. How has that been for you guys as a company? Because the traditional Augusta person would say that's not a big enough market. Nobody's going to give you this business. You can't stay open. I mean, you've been open for sixty years or whatever. But <laughs> you know what? What do you say? How how has that market been for you guys? Then you don't know Augusta. Uh, <laughs> you know, we are the second largest city in Augusta in in Georgia, and we have more diverse industries and we have more opportunity here than in most places in the country. Yeah. We're like in the top 10% in this, the East, East Eastern seaboard. I mean, it's pretty big. Y'all know better <laughs> than us. Yeah. I mean, I, if, <laughs> yeah, if I think, think about we it. have the most diverse we, yes. industry availability mm -hmm. in the number one state to do business. That's right. Mm. And, you know, so so I think we are the highlight of the number one state of doing business right. because I always pitch this when people are calling me. You know, people call us from other places in the country and they say, "Hey, I'm thinking about moving to Augusta." You know, um, and we've even had calls from companies that say, "Hey, we're looking to relocate." That's right. Tell me what the job market's like out there. Tell me what the industries are like. What is what is the 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 community like? Right. So they, they so we love talk, answering those types of questions. There's this really cool podcast. Oh, there's this really cool podcast. <laughs> right. You need to check it out. Plug plug. Um, Here's it, our episode. Yes. There you go. <laughs> episode ninety seven. Um, but I always, and I think I told you guys this in the Young Men on the Move too, David, um, is we have huge industries that hold us up where any one of those industries would hold up an entire community. Correct. So you've got your Department of Energy, right? Your plant Vogel. Uh, Department of Defense is tied into that too, as well as far as uh, Savannah Riverside goes mm -hmm. and things like that. Right. Uh, Department of Defense also includes Fort Gordon. Then you got the medical community. Then you've got the new cyber community. That's gonna, this mm -hmm. is like Silicon Valley for cyber, right? And that what, right. We've, yeah. what we've been saying for 15, 20 yeah. years. Um, the, the Fort Gordon corridor, the cyber Fort Gordon corridor, whatever that name is. But, um, but any of one of those industries would, would hold a community on its own. And we have all these different types of opportunities. Um, and, and I, I love that. And so they, they talk about the stability of the place. They talk about the weather because, you know, uh, you know why there's so many call centers here is because the weather is just not that big of a deal. We do not get disasters that often. People can drive to work any day. Just take yeah. a look. All right. So today, yeah. uh, so this month, uh, whenever you air this, take a look at the weather forecast. You'll always see that we get skipped for the snow. I'm sorry, yep. kids. Yeah. yeah. This week we got skipped for everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Well, that's that's Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida. 
That makes us very attractive for things like every bait. other state. Was I'm happy for snow. you guys, but I'm kind of pissed. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all are a little bit, but you know, at the end of the day, you are thankful that you have good weather. But, but when we do have it, it's ice apocalypse 2014. Right. Exactly. That was a great <laughs> right. year. I love that. You so know, many if that happened again, about that. we would all still go to work virtually. Yeah. But you realize that now. Yeah. No part. more school. No yeah. more uh, snow days. That yeah. has been debunked. You know, yes. I've got uh, Aaron in our office, not the temp receptionist Aaron, but she's from Connecticut and we actually just talked about that. Oh, how she's probably laughing at you guys. The, the, the guy, the kids don't get snow days up north anymore. They're all virtual now. Right. And they're like, yeah. dang it, you know, I can't go outside right. and play. So. But anyway, so the diverse, uh, where was I going with that? We're talking diverse about workforce industry. diversity. Yes. Yeah. And that actually brings me to, to a question. So where we are right now is with a question. Um, I want you guys to kind of talk about this, this workforce that you guys work with you know, what do you see in Augusta? What kind of people are you guys working with? Take this however you want, but you know, we have a, we have a regular, regular school. We have a four year university. We have a two year tech school. We have a medical school. We have a medical school. We have Mm -hmm. specialty accredited tech high school programs. We have, you know, Davidson fire. What is the workforce look like to you guys that you guys see in place? So there is a massive part of our workforce that is, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's the average of what you would get if you were to look at any city in the country. Um, we have a little bit higher than average in the skilled and the um, specialized. Like if you have, what does that mean? Like so, skilled like and specialized. Trade? So, uh, like a tech trade. Okay. Or if um, I'll just use IT. Uh, if you have, um, if you're a specific maintenance mechanic with PLC and and. Uh, CNC knowledge. Um, you know, we have some more of that than we, you normally would have in the state and also in our area and our region. Okay. Um, Augusta actually attracts because of the makeup of the indus- industry, as far as like the industrial side and the industry that we have here, we actually have a good bit of higher skilled, higher educated. So we actually have a little bit higher than the region in this in the southeast. And that's excluding the doctors, lawyers. That's that excluding. You guys don't. The doctors and the lawyers and everything else, because even though we have a medical school here, you know, talk to some of the people that are actually there, because Augusta actually has some of the higher paying jobs in Georgia for a lot of those positions. But those are pretty much, you know, gone. gone. And next thing you know, you got all these other traveling nurses out there and uh, traveling medical professionals. Um, But no, I mean, it's Augusta has the makeup of the workforce is diverse, but it's uh, able to be. Then this is probably why it's so attractive too, because plants right now that are here, they're expanding, they're moving other operations in how in, in Augusta, the other corporations that are moving to Augusta, you're hearing, you know, you're hearing about all these plants moving in and all these different companies like tech and cyber and, uh, you know, and, and I, I'm speaking from the industrial side cause I'm obviously more familiar with that. Right. Um, but the greater Augusta area is we have the capability to fill those positions because of the educational output, your academia here, but also because of what was already here and what's attractive about working here. And so we've got people moving into town for these higher laid, higher paid, higher skilled, higher education uh, positions. And um, I mean, it's, but we are well above average as far as that goes. Well, that kind of goes into, you you mentioned people moving here. Mm -hmm. Do you guys see any trends in that? Oh, Lord, yeah. Yes. It's been that way. You know, Fort Gordon's like the number one retirement spot for anybody in the Army. Right. I do now. You yeah. do now. It is, the, I mean, it's, it's the most requested retirement last station. Really? Yes. Uh, anybody on Fort Gordon will tell you this. So they, they request to end their service here. 
so that they can retire here, live here. Not because, in Florida. No, no, <clears throat> yeah. Now, um, because you're close enough to where you know you don't you could still be called a snowbird, I guess. But, um, <laughs> but paying some income. But yeah, tax. They, this is a this is a number one requesting spot because of the low cost of living, the great schools that we have here, um, the uh, the different communities that we have as far as the arts and and that culture, the yeah, equestrian that, community across yeah, the river. Exactly, yeah. you got a little bit of everything right here. So um, that's what makes it very attractive for those retiring in the army to come here. But then you've got these cyber industries and you got the plants that, and, and Amazons and things like that that bring in people from all over the, all over the country and the world, really, yeah. um, that get to see Augusta as their home. And that has been happening for a long time. So as far as a trend, I don't see it a trend. It's, it's getting, uh, it's becoming that the transplant Just is a stronger more, trend. Well, I, I think that the Augusta native is is the minority now um, than the transplants that are coming in. Interesting. Um, and you say that as a, an Augusta yeah, native. Yeah, I say it as an Augusta native because I meet more people that moved here mm-hmm. because of the because of the opportunity, because of the environment, because of the safety, um, because of the uh, education. If it was right. AU or a, a certain position with a company that, that brought their spouse here, right. but yeah, it was a destination. Um, right. t- take the new uh, chamber president, right? Came from California, Columbia County. Columbia mm-hmm. County chamber president came yeah. from California. By the way, incredible chamber in Columbia County. Mm-hmm. We won't go too far into that, but we'll bring <laughs> the new president on and talk about it. But yeah, incredible yeah, chamber do yeah. down there. Five star chamber for how many years in a row? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when he was considering moving, this was one of the top spots because because of the area and what we're known for. That's really cool. From the other side of the country. So, you know, but that's why I say that Augusta natives, I think are the minority now in this community to where we have more transplant people from the military, uh, from new industries that are coming to town and they're bringing them in. And you're excited about that. Yes. I like it because, um, well, yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to add more. I mean, because it's been mixing our diversity a little bit more. Yes. You know, if you yeah. look at the population or the demographics of our areas and just do it by county, look at like 2000. Then look at oh, 2010. The difference between 2000 and 2010 is insane. And then you change that now to our current uh, census that we did last year. You know, as long as we did it all and we got it all done. <laughs> I know they have Yeah. Yeah. Knock on wood. They really advertised like, you know, if you haven't done it yet. And then like two months a year later, if you haven't done it yet. <laughs> no, th- I mean, th- I cannot wait to see the census data because I think the demographics are going to be almost, you know, where we had racially, you know, as far as diversity, it's going to be increased in the Asian population. It's going to be increased in the non-white Caucasian and you're going to have more of your uh, different nationalities in different regions where you moved in from. And so I can't wait to see that census come out. But just look at the data in the last 10 years and the last 20 years. It's insane. But I think the last 10 years, Robert, and correct me if I'm wrong, I see that in our um, industry is that we have more people in the last 10 years. It has basically doubled um with the amount of transients that are coming in oh, yeah. and the people that are actually not just coming here just to, for a station for three years, but to, but to actually it. move and live and like retire. That's yeah. awesome. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back to finish dropping the discs 
at Augusta Podcast Studio with Robert and Isaac Kelly. But first, speaking of Augusta Podcast Studio, Augusta Podcast Studio is where we're recording today. It's a podcast studio that we have created to help build the community of podcasting and creators in the city of Augusta. Uh, We provide all kinds of resources from uh, recording to consulting to building studios. uh, And all of this stuff is stuff that we're doing in the greater Augusta area and a little bit outside the greater Augusta area too. We really wanna get more people involved with this. To learn how Augusta Podcast might be able to help you either start up your own podcast or build what you already have created, uh, go to augustapodcast.com or shoot an email to augustapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. I know both of you guys through the Columbia County Chamber, we may not have talked about this on the show yet, and Robert, you were a mentor in a program that I did for leadership that was really cool. And, and Isaac, uh, Patrick O'Connor introduced us and, and we've known each other for a long time, you know, for three or four years at this at point. Least. Crazy. Yeah. Um, what is one piece of leadership advice that either that both of you have for people at home that are, you know, in business, whatever they're doing, what is a piece of leadership advice you can leave us with today? Hmm. Okay. So we'll have Isaac go first. Yeah. So I'll go first. Um, and this is, you know, you're, that's like, you know, what's the meaning of life? No. Um, <laughs> okay. So one thing that anybody could, could take away is most likely if you are in a leadership position or you want to become in a, be in a leadership position, there are some great books out there that will tell you the mindset. And there are some great, workshops and there's great mentors you know like you just mentioned robert's mentoring the young i call it why mom but uh young men on the move um lots of people call it why mom well okay good i'm not okay good. <laughs> um but no i mean if you are looking to get into that kind of role or if you are trying to or you're newly in that role like maybe you're recently uh in a position of a supervisor or something um it's not enough to read the books it's not enough to basically read the morning digest and then go back to your normal way. You have to apply what principles you're learning and you're not going to learn it all in one day. You're you're going to screw up. You're going to mess up. You're going to make people upset and you're going to, you know, figure out, you got to figure out how you did that. Um, if you are in a leadership position, you have to understand that you are leading, you are a person, human being leading other people. Right. And so you got to relate, you got to drive and find out what their drives are um, and make sure that, you know, the target is the, whatever the target is, enter target there, um, that that is kept top of mind and how to get there and leverage everybody's capabilities. You're not going to be the one with all the answers. A leadership is just there in that role because of certain reasons, uh, because we need that, right? You need some kind of direction, but it's also for you to take responsibility, but give people the opportunity to contribute and don't limit them. Just open it up every day. It's an idea meritocracy every day. That's my five minute. Love that. Thank you. I would have to say, I agree with Isaac. Ditto. Um, Oh, that was quick. Yeah, that was quick. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, so, as far as a leadership tip specifically about leadership is to lead by example. Um, Number one, you will always win. If you lead by example, you want your people to do better. You've got to do better. You want them to do it a certain way. 
you let them see you do it a certain way because we are a uh, a mimicking being right you know like monkey see monkey do mm-hmm. it's not monkey say monkey do it's monkey see monkey do <laughs> uh people mimic like if i smiled because you know i'm smiling because david smiled you know if, if chris was over here crying in the corner i'd be like oh, you know my face would change <laughs> to be his because that's the we as a tribe species we mimic I'm crying each other pee. oh okay, gotcha. <laughs> well, listen marker. um yeah marker <laughs> um but yeah i would lead by example and lead with confidence that's my number one tip thank you thank, thank you guys you. both so much and yes. I'm going to turn you guys over to Chris. I have a question before I finish it. You know, you mentioned COVID a couple times. uh, And we all know that during this time, people have lost jobs. They've been cut. And then all of a sudden, these new positions have been created. Like David in Barnwell right now, a new position, if you want to say. what I'm the COVID response coordinator for a nonprofit right now. Yeah. It sounds made up a year ago, but it's a legit. Right. And so I'm curious, in, in the CSRA... Have y'all seen more workers or more people needing a job or vice versa? Can we, should we cut the job situation? The available and uh, the available people that are unemployed, that are looking for work has gotten smaller only because you've all, you've got childcare issues to think about, you know, you've got, cause we've had people start jobs that two days into it, your school shuts down. There's nothing you can do. Right, if you're a single yeah. parent, that's it. And yeah. you don't have anybody backing up, you know, especially if you just moved here. So, I mean, we see that. Um, is there more jobs available? Yes, because there's turnover. There's right. uh, people are unavailable to work. People are um, in quarantine. In quarantine. Oh, and yeah. you have to, yeah. And uh, Or, Oof. you know, you, uh, you're not happy with how your company handled the thing and you leave. So that position is now open. Right. Um, so there, there's the natural turnover. Has it increased? Sure, okay. because we have one more thing added to the fire. Actually, one more huge category that Massive. has about six or seven possibilities of why you would lose your job for COVID. Yeah, business needs for you know you name the list, but um, yeah, inability to do your job, you know, to do your fulfill your mission as a business. That's right. You know, think about the restaurants in town that we've lost. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that answer. But uh, we're going to tie the knot, as we say. <laughs> um, and David, who should answer first? I pick Isaac. Um, awesome. Just because Robert's been talking all the time. <laughs> Robert's got more speak time, so we're going to give <laughs> you the opportunity. He's on his really. laptop. This coming Drop the Disc question is presented and sponsored by Tranner Gray Media. Tranner Gray Media is a company in Evans, Georgia, that has represented Augusta on a creative scale for years, they have multiple award-winning Emmys and commercials that they have created. They are awesome community builders. Uh, listen to our episodes with Blaine Bailey and Michael Fortino to learn a little bit more about their company and check them out at trannergray.com. So uh, we're Drop the Disc podcast and we're trying to take that nasty word out, Disgusta. And if, mm. if someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about the city of Augusta or the CSRA as y'all work in the whole 50-mile radius, what would your response be to them? If I can get you to know Augusta like I know it, and I've grown up here, and most people actually that have grown up in an area and stayed in that area, they have a little distaste because they have the, the things that they don't like sticking out in right. front of their heads. They forget about the good things, and they forget about the things that are beautiful in the city. Um, if I can get you on my mindset, I, I can change your mind on that. 
Uh, if I could teach you and I can spend some time and share these experiences that I've experienced and share these wonderful people that live here, people make the difference here. Mm-hmm. You can, and that's, I mean, it's, this city is great. Um, I, the people make the difference, but if I can just take the time to show you everything that it has to offer instead of actually knowing all the negatives that you see, right? it's like watching the news. If you just watch the news, yeah, every city's negative. Right. Or someone's going to have something negative to say about every place. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we focus on as a, as a you know, species is all the True. negative stuff. <laughs> uh, okay, so what would I say? Yeah, what, what would, would you say? Um, I would say you don't know it well enough to say that. And because I always tell people, if you feel annoyed by somebody, it's because you don't know them well enough. So if you feel annoyed and to, to call this I dis- love that. disgusta, you don't know it well enough. I challenge you, where have you been in the last week, in the last month? Even with COVID, there's still some awesome stuff going on. You know, um, there's still events taking place. There's, there's uh, outdoor gatherings that are taking place. There's, there's marches and, and, and things like that. You know, uh, all the, the, the nonprofit, the dancing thing. I know that we did it virtually, but all, that's, <laughs> all that stuff's still going on. And Augusta is the number one friendliest place in the country. <laughs> now, I know they were focusing on Evans, um, <laughs> but I think that's, that's, an, that's an example of the entire community around it. We're the most giving. I think that's what it was based on, right? Like the nonprofit giving, the nonprofit involvement, the community involvement. I know we mm-hmm. have a massive concentration of nonprofits here. We do. Mm-hmm. But th- that alone should tell you everything that's, you need to yeah, know. Yeah, that alone is a big deal. And if you don't know that, my answer is still, you just don't know it well enough. I like if that, you, what you said. You said, I challenge you. What did you do in the last week? What did you do in the last month? Did you get out? Did you go see Augusta? Did you go see, you know, eat at a different restaurant that was just open? You know, look at the community calendars. I like you that. Know, find something, plug yourself in. Great answer, Robert. I'm going to tell you just like <laughs> I do with the chamber. You know, if you say the thing about the chamber, any chamber, okay, or, or anything that you get involved with, right. what, what did you put into it? Right? And, um, and, and I say that with churches, too. Church, people get upset with churches, right? And they want to leave. And I'm like, no, you don't leave churches. I said, you're there to change it and make it better if, you, if it is truly bad shape. But I don't think Augusta's like that. I just think you don't know it well enough. And there both you of you are, I mean, both of you are community leaders. So both of you are doing that. And, and you know, before we, before we do cut this, I want to thank you guys both for yeah, coming on. Thank and you thank you this. for being so yeah. involved in the community that you have all this knowledge and all this stuff to talk about. Well, we're honored to be a part of this podcast. I can't wait to hear the rest of them. Oh, and how can people find you? Oh, that see oh. Chris website, so emails, so cell yeah, phone you, numbers. You can find <laughs> find us at augustastaffing.com. Good website. And if you have questions, um, our numbers are posted. Uh, we're Googleable, so uh, call <laughs> the number if you're interested in Aiken. They've got a number on the list. It's eight zero three six four eight three six six four. It's a cell phone number. Don't call it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you're interested in Augusta, that's seven zero six eight six zero four eight two zero. That must be Robert's cell phone number. That's exactly right. <laughs> it rings him. I'm like Mike Hoss. Hello, you know, I'll call it. <laughs> this is Robert. Yeah. Need a job filled? <laughs> oh, I love you guys. All right. Thank Thanks, you so much for, for coming you guys. on. Thank you guys. Uh, Augusta Staffing, Robert and Isaac Kelly, vice presidents, soon to be co-owners somehow. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks, David. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to the show. Uh, tell a friend about Drop the Disc. That's the best way to grow. But also go ahead and go in there and rate and review us. Um, Chris is actually out today. So I will be recording around Augusta, but don't worry. 
Chris will be back at it next week. We don't have too much news uh, right now. I'm going to talk to you first and foremost about something that a lot of people have been talking about, and that is iHeart Mac and Cheese. iHeart Mac and Cheese is a new veteran-owned restaurant opening across from Costco near uh, Top Golf in that kind of area in West Augusta. Uh, this is a franchise, but the franchise will be locally owned. Uh, you can find more information about them at iHeartMacAndCheese.com. Uh, they are opening soon, but they are opening in February. So it will be here very soon. Speaking of things that will be here very soon, this weekend is our first ever Augusta Rocks concert presentation. Uh, this will be at Savannah River Brewery. This will not be the only one we do. We're already looking into doing the next one, and we will be promoting and previewing that concert and that venue this coming Friday at our concert. Uh, while the tickets are sold out, you can watch online uh, at AugustaRocks.com. We'll be raising money for the Salvation Army Center of Hope, which benefits uh, local homeless communities. It's locally run, and it's a passion of the Trainer Gray Media Group, who is helping us put this on and sponsoring the entire live stream. Uh, you'll be able to donate through that live stream. You'll be able to watch the concert and have a really great experience. Tell your friends. We've got Joe Stevenson, Will McCraney, and John Kruger, three killer local artists who have all been on this show. Uh, so check out their episodes. Uh, I'll be posting those throughout the week for you guys to check out. Um, other than that, we don't have a ton of news right now. If you guys have some news for us, send it to dropthedispod at gmail.com. We are hearing some rumors about a downtown wine bar, a downtown tap room, some more developments downtown. We can't really talk too much about them right now, but if you can, let us know and we will feature that information on the show. Until next time, this is David signing off for the Drop the Disc podcast. Thanks for listening.